Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guests, strategy questions. They could be practical questions about where and how to find the game. Send your questions to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. We're very interested in them. And of course, if they are particularly interesting, we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of mailbag. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. Hey, you serious about poker? Then winning 7-card stud by Ashley Adams is a must-have for stud players of all levels. In winning 7-card stud, the World Series of Poker Veteran takes you through a series of lessons and strategies designed to make you a better player in all phases of your game. The techniques of betting, the cards to play, how to read the other players, the art of bluffing. You'll learn to master them all. Winning 7-card stud by professional poker player Ashley Adams. Available at Amazon.com. Hi, listeners, this is Ashley Adams, and I'm looking to put together a House of Cards poker team to compete in team tournaments in New Hampshire. So I'm looking for players in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, who would be willing to be part of a House of Cards team to play in team tournaments. If you are interested, please contact us at info at houseofcardsradio.com. Info at houseofcardsradio.com. You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Good evening, listeners. Welcome to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams. And uh, before I talk about the guests that we're going to have on, and I think they will absolutely tickle your fancy and ignite your imagination, before I do that, I want to just say a special welcome to our listeners in Mercer County, in Pittsburgh, in western Pennsylvania and eastern Ohio. I don't know if you folks know, very few people do, those are my roots. I was born in Greenville, Pennsylvania, and lived there for the first couple of years of my life, and then I returned to Pittsburgh Uh, back in the early 80s and lived there just about until 1990. And I have a very, very strong affection for the area. And I'm very pleased with my producers and for the station that is putting us out there because uh, I have a great sense of loyalty to that area. So welcome aboard to all of you. And if you have any comments or questions, especially address them to us at info at houseofcardsradio.com. Now to the show. I said... We have a show that will tickle your fancy and spark your imagination. We do indeed. First of all, we're going to talk with the director of table games for Harris Cherokee Casino in North Carolina. Now, until last year, I didn't even know there was legal poker. There is. I have visited the place, and he is going to paint you an amazing picture of a fantastic property worthy of a special vacation to experience the Smoky Mountains and this gorgeous casino. They have trout fishing right there, they have hiking, and they have incredible poker as well. And then, this should really spark your imagination. We're going to have a returning guest, an entrepreneur in the poker field, a guy named John George, who is now the vice president of operations of Gold Strike Poker. I'm not going to say a lot about it now, but imagine an Internet site with no rake that is fully legal that you can access for $20 a month and nothing else and win prizes, including cars and everything else. So that's all I'm going to say. We're going to be back with Ron Hager, who is the director of Table Games, Harris Cherokee Casino. Stay tuned. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, and I'm looking to put together a House of Cards poker team to compete in team tournaments in New Hampshire. 
So I'm looking for players in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, who would be willing to be part of a House of Cards team to play in team tournaments. If you are interested, please contact us at info at houseofcardsradio.com. Info at houseofcardsradio.com. Hey, you serious about poker? Then winning 7-card stud by Ashley Adams is a must-have for stud players of all levels. In winning 7-card stud, the World Series of Poker Veteran takes you through a series of lessons and strategies designed to make you a better player in all phases of your game. The techniques of betting, the cards to play, how to read the other players, the art of bluffing. You'll learn to master them all. Winning 7-card stud by professional poker player Ashley Adams. Available at Amazon.com. Poker players, listen up. Your right to play poker continues to come under attack. But with over 1 million members, the Poker Players Alliance is dedicated to protecting your right to play this great American pastime. Even if you've never played a hand of online poker, the Poker Players Alliance is fighting for you. No matter where you choose to play, the PPA is working hard to defend you, your rights, and the game of poker. The PPA is making great strides. But we still need your help. We have sent a clear message to lawmakers and others committed to prohibiting your right to play poker. We are organized and we vote. Add your voice to our cause and join the Poker Players Alliance today. Visit www.joinppa.org and become part of the fight to save poker. It only takes a few minutes to make a difference. The Poker Players Alliance, fighting to protect your freedom to play the game we love. You're listening to the House of Cards. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, you get out. All right, I'll play. Join us online at houseofcardsradio.com. Are we going to play poker? So, the poker game has begun. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. We're here at House of Cards. We have a special guest tonight, a very interesting guy. He's going to be talking about Harris Cherokee Casino in North Carolina. Now, it's interesting. Before we get to him, I didn't even know, being a New England boy, that there was legal public gaming in North Carolina. But when I found out, I made a beeline for it. I actually visited the place, had a great time playing poker, experiencing the casino and the resort, and decided that we should have on as a guest somebody from there. So we are lucky to have, and I think he's on the phone right now, Ron Hager, who's the director of table games at Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort. Ron, are you there? Yes, I am, Ashley. Did I get your title right? Yeah. Yeah. Director of table games. Um, Tell us, first of all, all about... Harris Cherokee Casino. I would paint a picture, if you can, with words for our listeners who may know nothing about your place. Okay, well, first off, it's interesting that you didn't really even know about Harris Cherokee because, uh, you know, we get that a lot from people from uh, Atlanta and Charlotte and stuff. They come up to our property and they go, oh, my God, I never never knew there was a casino up in North Carolina. <laughs> and uh, it really is a surprise. The first time I came, I came from Tennessee, and, uh, you know, Gatlinburg's just on the other side of the mountain. So you leave Gatlinburg and you go up through these beautiful Smoky Mountains that are just, uh, you know, gorgeous along this windy road come back down the other side, and, and you enter into the Indian village of Cherokee with all its little shops and Indian stuff and a beautiful uh, uh, stream that runs through the middle of it. And then as you work your way through Cherokee, you come up toward a, uh, another sort of hill, and then, bam, you know, right here in the middle of this beautiful area is a, a, a very large-sized casino. Um, along with the casino, though, and I actually came from, like, Tahoe, and Lake Tahoe has the same sort of thing. You know, you can go out, you can fish, and you can hunt, and you can do all these fun things. And then you get to go uh, um, also enjoy the casino. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you there and just tell our listeners that I can attest to the truth of what you're saying. In fact, I was thinking that if a community anywhere in the United States was thinking about legalizing gaming... What they should do is show a video of your place about how nicely 
a, a very large casino. I mean, the footprint of your property, I'd say, is at least as large as large casinos all over the United States. But how it can be fit very nicely into the landscape, into the um, town in which it resides without overwhelming everything in a garish or uncomfortable way. You know, a lot of time critics of casino gaming like to bring up the Atlantic City example. They show the lush casino, but then right next to it is horrible poverty and real mm-hmm. a honky-tonk. When I visited your place, I was blown away not just by how beautiful the casino property itself is, but the beauty, uh, the mountainous beauty. I mean, I knew about the Smoky Mountains from history class when I was in high school, but I had never been to them. They are gorgeous, and your casino doesn't interrupt the view and the sense that you are in a very special place geographically. And uh, I really like that. Yeah. So tell us about your facility itself. What, how big is it? What do you have hotel-wise? And then talk about the poker. Well, our hotel right now is uh, 570 rooms and about a 100,000-square-foot uh, casino or over 100,000-square-foot casino. So we have uh, over 3,000 slot machines, so it gives us a real good variety. Uh, we have blackjack. We have mini box, but it's in the digital uh, version, which is a little uh, bit different, but people really, really like. Is that as a matter of state law? Why don't you have regular Baccarat? Um, it is a matter of the compact we have with the state. You know, they have certain requirements, so we have to work within those requirements. I see. Yeah. So tell us about what you have with regard to poker. Well, the poker was a great development. Uh, About uh, three or four years ago, we started trying to find out how we could uh, fit in with the compact and be able to offer poker. And believe it or not, the the leader in digital poker is actually right here in North Carolina, um, Poker Tech. The, the company that makes the Poker Pro machines? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, for listeners that don't know, at the uh, World Series of Poker, I think it was three or maybe even four years ago, this company debuted uh, essentially very large poker tables that had built into them stations for every player that graphically depicted a poker hand as well as a stack of chips it depicted. And they have a simulated dealer that deals out cards. I imagine a random shuffle um, machine. I mean, a Correct. random shuffle uh, program like you would see on the Internet. And But you have live players. So you have, what, 12 tables, 9 tables? I forget. Right now we only have 7. 7 but, tables. Uh, in May we plan to expand to uh, 10. And then uh, in about two years, we're hoping to go up to 18 to 20. Now, these machines have the ability to simulate any uh, stake, uh, hold them, or I guess you could also have stud or Omaha if you wanted. And even there's, I think there was a heads-up table. Is that right? Yeah. It can do Texas Hold'em, Omaha, high and high-low, seven-card stud, uh, Raz. You know, it can can be set to uh, deal almost anything. So what do the players generally play there, though? Because I imagine that's what dictates the games that go. What do you tend to have? Uh, the, 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 uh, by the big majority of them is one, two, uh, no limit. You know, uh, we'll end up with four or five, sometimes even six games of the one, two. Uh, we typically on weekends get up to a two, five, no limit also. And then uh, three, six limit can be uh, also pretty popular. Okay, and I seem to recall I was there on a... Tuesday or a Sunday, and I believe you have a couple of times a week, you spread sit-and-go tournaments or even multi-table tournaments. Tell us about that. Well, right now we only run the sit-and-go tournaments. We have on Tuesdays and Sundays, we run a 100 plus 15 sit-and-go tournament, which is uh, real popular. You know, uh, as soon as we get 10 players, it's like sit-and-go, and and we uh, go ahead and let them uh, play, and that's become real popular. We're working on doing the multiple game tournaments, but with only seven games, it makes it real tough. So we're pretty much going to hold off until we go to the ten games. And one of the big things we want to do with that is, because we're affiliated with the World Series of Poker, we want to make the prize uh, entry into that. Ah, that would be something. So you could actually have a champion from your room go and represent the Cherokee Casino in the World Series of Poker main event. Yep. Oh, that would be sweet. I I might be tempted to go down and visit for something like that. I remember when I was there, I played in a sit-and-go, 
and uh, it got down to three of us, and you pay three places, and uh-huh. I was the chip leader. And as an out-of-towner and as a, a person with a radio station, as a writer, I wanted to appear to be gracious. I'm not gracious. I would have liked to have probably just fought it on and, and taken down the whole thing if I could have won. But what we did was we just agreed to a three-way chop, and I took away a little bit of a prize. That was very nice. And then I went to your one-two table and uh, was very fortunate, played about three and a half hours and won uh, 400 or so bucks and had a very nice time. In fact, I remember a conversation I had at the table where players were talking about your expansion and they were surmising that it might include actual live real dealer chip and card poker and we didn't know what was going to happen. Can you tell our listeners what's going to be happening when you do expand as far as the kind of poker you'll be spreading? Well, unfortunately, that comes back to that compact, like our digital blackjack games. That's really not in our hands. Um, It's between the governor and the uh, tribal chief. So if they make a change, we would love to go to live cards. Even though we love the poker pro games, we would look at the option of uh, doing both of them. But as it stands now, we'd stay with the poker pro games. Well, I think the balance of people at the table said that they preferred... Uh, live, and by live I mean non-Poker Pro games, but you have at least cultivated a fairly significant minority of players who say at least that they prefer playing on Poker Pro machines for two reasons. First, they insisted that the action was faster, Mm -hmm. more hands per hour, which I think, generally speaking, at the 1-2 level is probably true, although there was some disagreement. And then they said they also, they liked the fact that when you're playing with an automated uh, game, you don't have to tip the dealer. That's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> so they were able to pocket a little bit of extra money and were willing to give up the uh, the personableness of a real dealer as opposed to a, a table. Um, tell our listeners, as long as we're chatting... Ron, about um, what else your casino offers. I seem to recall that there was entertainment. I know there were restaurants because I ate there. Tell us about all of that. Yeah, right now we're kind of limited because we're in the middle of the construction, which I uh, know you saw. So we do have uh, shows. As a matter of fact, in uh, late February, we have Tim Wilson that'll be here. And uh, But as we go forward in the expansion, we'll have a 3,000-seat showroom. So that'll be just magnificent. And along with uh, many, 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 many more restaurants. What do you have now for restaurants? I mean, it was pretty limited, but the one yeah. that I went to was very nice. What do you have now? Well, right now we have Sycamore's, which is steak and seafood, which is a nice restaurant. And then we have a nice buffet and uh, a coffee shop. And then we have a quick place where you can just run and grab a sandwich. The poker players love that. I see. And... Um let me ask you this. I, I know that a number of your, a, a large percentage of the people that come there probably drive in from the relatively nearby cities. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those listeners, and we, we now have people listening live or at least listening over the broadcast uh, radio in the New England area, people in Pennsylvania, western Pennsylvania, eastern Ohio, people listening, actually a small pocket of folks in Texas, and then people in southern New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and up in New Hampshire as well, and actually the border of Maine, for folks in the Northeast who were interested in actually making a vacation out of visiting your resort casino, how would they get there as far as flying in? What's the nearest airport and what accommodations are there that would allow them to go from the airport to your casino? You can fly into either Charlotte or Atlanta or Knoxville, probably uh, Charlotte or Atlanta, and they're both uh, just about uh, 150 miles away, so it's a pretty easy two-and-a-half-hour drive. (laughs) That's actually, i got to say, though, there aren't many people who go on a vacation from a distant city and fly into a place and then figure out a two and a half hour. So to describe it as an easy two and a half, it's an easy two and a half hour drive. That's how far it is from Albany, New York to New York City. Well, yeah. Isn't there an airport closer yeah. than two and a half hours yeah. away? Yeah. And uh, that was going to be my next point. You can fly uh, from Charlotte or one of the other cities into Asheville, which is yes. just about uh, yeah a little less than an hour from uh, Cherokee. And that is, that is a nice, easy drive. Now, for People that don't want to rent cars, I know many of our senior poker players or even our very young poker players that are under 25 that have to pay a premium don't like to rent cars. What kind of 
service by bus or cab. How do they get from the airport to your place? Are there regular scheduled buses? Do you have uh, any kind of stuff that the casino runs? How would they do that? We don't run things, but there are uh, shuttle buses that do run up here from the Asheville airport. So it, uh, it, you know, it's pretty easy. You know, a lot of the people that do fly in, like you say, once you get here, you don't want to have to bother with the car. So you can go ahead and take one of the shuttles or buses up here. Great. Well, anything else you'd like to tell our listeners about your place, about your facility, about the tribe that owns it, about Harris that uh, you feel that they might be interested in learning? Well, the one thing that a lot of people still don't know, and I know how gamblers uh, love to golf, we just opened up uh, a brand-new golf course, uh, ah. Sequoia National, uh, in September. And I haven't had the chance to play it, but the people that have played it said it is one of the most beautiful courses anywhere. You know, it's situated up in the Smokies. So what more could you want to do than play, you know, Sequoia National and then go ahead and head over to Harris and, uh, you know, gamble? I also noticed uh, when I was there, I I love to fish. And I was first, actually, the second time I've actually been tempted to fish on casino premises. I think you have a special license you can buy from the tribe that allows you to fish right there. There's a stream. And I I even saw signs about trout and I don't know about salmon, but trout certainly. How do they, they do that? How do uh, visitors do that? They they fish right there. You can buy the uh, tribal permit there right in the gift shop, and we have uh, t- tons of streams around here. But like you say, right outside the casino, and I watch them every morning. They sit out there and actually catch fish. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Well, I'm tempted to go back. I wish you were a little closer to Boston, but then my daughter, <laughs> my daughter lives in Charlotte. So yeah. I will be going down to visit her, and I have a feeling, Ron, that you and I are going to become fast friends over the next yeah. year or so. When you had mentioned accommodations, and then, you know, again, our, you probably saw that huge hotel they were building. Yes. That's going to add another 532 rooms. So, you know, we'll have well over 1,000 rooms. So wow. It, it'll, it'll be a great spot to stay. Well, let's hope the economy picks up and that your place <laughs> will have a waiting list for those new rooms. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. I hope so. Ron, you've been a wonderful guest. Thank you for joining us. Listeners, stay tuned. We'll be back with another guest after a commercial break. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, and I'm looking to put together a House of Cards poker team to compete in team tournaments in New Hampshire. So I'm looking for players in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, who would be willing to be part of a House of Cards team to play in team tournaments. If you are interested, please contact us at info at houseofcardsradio.com. Info at houseofcardsradio.com. Poker players, listen up. Your right to play poker continues to come under attack. But with over 1 million members, the Poker Players Alliance is dedicated to protecting your right to play this great American pastime. Even if you've never played a hand of online poker, the Poker Players Alliance is fighting for you. No matter where you choose to play, the PPA is working hard to defend you, your rights, and the game of poker. The PPA is making great strides, but we still need your help. We have sent a clear message to lawmakers and others committed to prohibiting your right to play poker. We are organized and we vote. Add your voice to our cause and join the Poker Players Alliance today. Visit www.joinppa.org and become part of the fight to save poker. It only takes a few minutes to make a difference. The Poker Players Alliance, fighting to protect your freedom to play the game we love. You're listening to the House of Cards. Is is that good? Do, do I want that? Oh, yeah. You want that. Well, fantastic, then. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And we're very fortunate. We have a returning guest, uh, Mr. John George, who is now the vice president of operations of Gold Strike Poker. And Gold Strike is a legal U.S. Internet poker site that John's going to talk to us about. John, are you there? Yes, absolutely, Ashley. Very nice to be with you again. Yeah, always nice to have folks come back on. And uh, tell us, 
as much as you like about what gold strike poker is. I understand it's a legal U.S. Internet poker site, uh, but what does that mean? Well, see, a lot of people don't realize that the UIGA law is taking effect on June 1st of this year. Uh, what that basically means is that the federal government is putting pressure on the U.S. banks to literally stop any credit card transactions to fund the illegal poker sites. Um, and what that does is it opens up the door for a legal U.S. poker site, such as Gold Strike Poker, that operates under the sweepstakes laws in 38 of 50 different U.S. states. Um, a poker player, we all love to play poker. The, the key is, uh, what can we win? Well, we can win cash, we can win tournament seats, but the real difference with goldstrikepoker.net is a million different prizes to select from. If, if you'd like to get a T-shirt, a $15 Starbucks coffee uh, gift card, all the way up to, if you have enough points, you can actually get a brand-new Corvette. So anything that you can imagine, you've got over a million choices. And when you play poker, you redeem these points for whichever prize that you want. Okay, so let me see if I can summarize this, because I, sure. I don't want our listeners to start taking umbrage when you refer to illegal poker sites. What you mean is that there are sites now that with the UIGEA uh, now in June being enforceable, that it will become tougher for folks to get money to those sites. It's not that the sites or that playing on them may be deemed illegal. It's that the strict rules that were passed three years ago about transferring money may become stricter because the rules actually have now been developed to make that law more operable. And is that right? I mean, it's not... exactly. Okay. Right. So what I understand you saying, though, and this is very interesting to me, is that you are kind of like the free site with benefits. You know, it's I, I used to play on all those sites. First, I played for free and then I would put money in. The problem with playing for free is that nothing was at stake except points. But it sounds like to me what you're saying is that GoldStrikePoker.net you do have free play, but if you do well, you can win a lot of real good stuff like seats and prizes. Well, to a large degree, you're absolutely correct. We're a membership-based poker site. And the membership fee for unlimited play, you never make a deposit, you never place a bet, because it's not a gambling site. It's actually a membership-based site that the members in the 38 of the 50 states can actually accumulate points, and those points can then be redeemed for up to a million different prizes. And so, so there's a small $19.95 fee, uh, but on the same token, Every you're going to have unlimited play, poker play, so you're not continuously taking money out of your pocket. That $19.95 for the entire month will give you an opportunity to accumulate huge numbers of points that can definitely be redeemed for anything that your heart would desire. So just let me be clear. So it's essentially 20 bucks, 1995 mm-hmm. cause I call it $20, but yeah. it is $19.95. Okay, but you're paying yes. 20 bucks a month for access to your site and for a certain amount of points, I imagine, is it like other free sites that when you run out of your points... You Every can, 24 hours. You can They're up again, right. Absolutely, But correct. if you are a skillful player and you do well enough to, win, to accumulate a certain amount of points, you can then redeem those points for mm-hmm. all sorts of different prizes, which at some point, probably not right away, you could even redeem them potentially for a fancy car. Exactly. You're right on target. Okay, that, so that, break it down a little bit more. Uh, for 20 bucks a month, what kind of points do you start with? How much do you have to accumulate? And what are the thresholds that you can really start to purchase things that are significant? Well, the, the actual point systems are right now with an actuary, actuary I can't even pronounce the word. They're, they're with the uh, people that put all the numbers together, the actuarials. Um, actuaries. So I, thank you, actuaries. I knew. And, and believe it or not, I was a retired district staff manager for Prudential. you think that I'd know how to pronounce <laughs> the word. Uh, but, you know, the, the thing is, the, it, we've made it very, very 
uh, and, and we're, we're stressing the consumers that the consumers can't win prizes, and we're not focused in on what the consumer can win. Uh, that's our main focus. So it's not just playing poker for $20. It's really the whole basis of this is to be able to accumulate the points and generate a value. And what we decided was the, no other poker site has over a million different prizes to select from. So you're right. The more skilled that you are, the more points you're going to be accumulating. And before you know it, you're redeeming for whatever type of prize that you can imagine. Um, to give you an idea, my wife wanted a Corrupt's latte coffee maker and this fancy deal. Well, similar to the credit cards, as you build up air miles and, and points with those systems, you now can take those points and redeem them just as you would with building up points on a credit card. The so, only difference is that on points on a credit card, you have to spend more and more and more money in order to build up the points. On your site, you can just play a lot of poker skillfully and accumulate the points without spending any more money. It's just exactly. $20 a month to be a member of this group. Exactly. Correct. Well, and, okay. and that's really where somebody that is skillful, or if they're learning to play and they enjoy playing, well, obviously somebody that's, that's more skilled, and, and this is a game of skill, but like you said, the more skilled that you are, the more points you're going to accumulate, and then the prizes literally go to anything that you can possibly imagine. And if you don't see it out of the million prizes, guess what? We've got a shopping service that will turn around and find exactly what you're looking for so you can redeem those points and you can work towards those points because they, they never expire. So let's say that you play for the next six months or the next two months or the next year, you're going to keep accumulating points, and if your wife turns around and says, you know what, I want that new whatever it happens to be that she wants, and let's face it, being married for 29 years, if my wife wants something, that gives me more incentive to be more skillful when I play poker, and now I've got an avenue, goldstrikepoker.net, to be able to use my skills to get what she wants, and if she's happy, I'm happy. Um, okay, I've got a, a number of questions that flow from what you've just told me. I think I've got I, a number of answers. Good. I hope so. I hope they're all consistent. Um, I understand, I think, what the product is for the public. It is a place to play poker for free. I mean, you pay a $20 membership fee, but it is essentially like the other .NET sites where you can play poker. Are you going to have tournaments as well as cash games? Absolutely. Uh, point all... games? I mean, they're not really cash. They're points, I understand. Yeah, they're, okay. they're points, and some of the prizes are actually cash. Every day we have a cash tournament that okay. you can win cash. So it would now, cost you, let's say, 300 points, and the prize could be... 20 bucks or something exactly. like that. Exactly, or, or whatever it happens to be. Now, you have to understand, under the sweepstakes laws, this is in 38 states that you're allowed to participate in the prizes. In the other 12 states, you're not able to. But you can still, at no charge, play for free on the site. So you have some people playing for free that are not eligible to redeem their points for cash prizes, but they are fueling, to some extent, the accumulated points of people in states who can use those points. Exactly. Oh, Correct. so I want yeah. to encourage those loose, wild, I don't care at all, I'm just having fun players from Utah or Hawaii, uh, who I imagine are part of the 18th or whatever many states. Well, I live in Washington. Washington happens to be one state that we won't be accepting... Uh, members that are playing for the points. Okay, so uh, to redeem. A couple of questions. First of all, 1995 a month doesn't sound like a lot of money, but if you had 10 million people signed on, that's a significant amount. Is this the only source of revenue that's used to disperse prizes and money or do you have advertisement or other ways that you get revenue on this site? We, we've actually got multiple uh, revenue streams. In fact, uh, we've got uh, two people right now working very diligently in, in generating different uh, tangents of, of revenue streams. Advertising is definitely one of the keys, and uh, the list goes on. But generally speaking, most of our revenues do come from the membership. Okay, but the reason I'm asking is I'm trying to see how generous those prizes could be, and I'm wondering if even though you have actuaries now doing it, 
is it going to be the type of thing that, well, yeah, you know, theoretically you can buy any prize that you want, but it takes 48 million points oh, no, to no. get a... No, actually, um, I know there's large percentages of the membership fees that are actually going directly into the prize funds. So that's that's an absolute guarantee. Then we've got numerous different promotions that we're currently in negotiations with with different companies to give away vacations, um, all sorts of prizes that that cost thousands and thousands of dollars that you've got the opportunity to win. So there's so many different opportunities for people that want to advertise that want to push a particular product, uh, our service or a trip. In 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 essence, that. We'll, we're going to be inundated with so many different prizes that people can win. It far exceeds the the minimal uh, couple of dollars to play poker. I see. It sounds and have that opportunity. The way you're Correct. talking about it, John. And by the way, for those that just tuned in, we're talking to John George, who's the vice president of operations of Gold Strike Poker, which is a legal um, U.S. poker site that has essentially games that are free to play, but where you can win. Prizes worth a considerable amount of money, including cash, uh, and there's a membership fee of about twenty bucks a month to participate. Uh, but um, it sounds the way you're talking about it in the future tense that everything's not yet completely set to go. Is that right? I can't go right on right now and sign up. No, actually, we're coming in in mid. Our target date is June of this year, and what we're telling people is that we're coming on um, the GoldStrikePoker.net. You'll be able to go onto the site by time this show airs because we're taping in advance. And you'll be able to get further information and sign up. Uh, your first month uh, by uh, when you sign up is actually one dollar, so you're going to have some good opportunities. But mid 2010 is our official opening date of the site. Uh, as I indicated, we've got our software being developed over in Germany right now, um, and there's quite a quite a bit of research that's been done, and now we're actually implementing the operations. Great. Now, are you going to have, do you think you'll have promotions for people that sign other people up that they can oh, get? Oh, absolutely. You bet. And those promotions are currently being written as well. Uh, well, let me know when you got them. I'm your man. We will I be encouraging people to I, sign up. Actually, no, prob- <laughs> no problem at all. And, uh, in fact, we're going to have quite a few uh, different programs uh, connected with you. So that's Terrific. Uh, well, John, I'm eager to have you on when you actually do launch so we can make a little to-do about that and to cover the action. And if you have some well-planned larger tournaments that are you you know actually targeting for a very large number of people, we can talk about that and interview the winners and interview the losers and have fun. So I'll be one of those people. losers. Trust oh, me. Oh, do you play? Will you be playing on the site? Oh, uh, I will, but I'm not allowed to. Uh, I'll be playing strictly for fun. People will be taking my points and redeeming them. For That's right, that you're in Washington. Time. You can't win anything I can't win, but you know what? My points are up for grabs. Okay, well, um, before we go, and I just think that so our listeners know about your credentials in the poker world, are you yourself a poker player? Are you from the poker industry? Are you from some other industry and just looking at poker as a way of uh, having an interesting business? No, actually, actually, I came from the world of poker, love the, loved the sport, and it's uh, something that once it's in your blood, you literally, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but you become addicted to it. You also become more skillful um, at it. In fact, um, with like the Ladies Salmon Poker Club, when I met Nancy Todd Tyner, the WPT Ladies World Champion, I met her at the Caesars, um, and I ended up winning the tournament uh, there at Caesars that evening, which paid for the entire trip. So I love poker, and with goldstrikepoker.net, I, I really put my heart and my soul and my passion is into this to make sure that the poker players are going to be rewarded. That's that's our number one focus because we fully understand and comprehend the fact that if the poker players are winning things, and, and let's face it, we've all played at the pay sites and we all keep going to the cashier and we keep putting more and more money in, and the majority of us do. But if you have something where we've really structured this to make sure that people have the opportunity to win and have that selection of over a million different prizes to choose from, you've got a site that you, you're excited about. It's very inexpensive. It's less than a dollar a day, 20 a month. And all of a sudden now 
your wife or your family sees these items being delivered by the UPS truck, and boy, where'd you get that? And it just generates a fire that spreads. Absolutely. And Honey, I want it for you. And exactly. here's the thing. You didn't mention this, but it occurs to me you're paying essentially a, I mean, if you look at it just as a, a poker player, a money poker player, you're paying $20 a month, and there's no rake. Bingo. You got it. There's no rake. No, this this is focused all around the consumer. We we understand we're willing to take such a minute percentage of profit and and push most of the the funds right back into making sure that the prizes are are the more prizes we give out, the more we grow. We're in this for the long term. And and the beautiful part about it, now we've got the opportunity being a legal US based and operated poker site. Guess what? Now's our opportunity to move into the marketplace and and get as many people that are not breaking the bank, spending the rent and mortgage monies to play poker that thoroughly love the game. And on top of that, keeping their wife happy with that new toaster or coffee maker that's coming via the UPS truck right to their front door. And believe me, the wife will be sitting there making her list going, you know, honey, I want this and I want that and I want that. <laughs> you need to learn this game. Well, let's not be sexist here. I suspect okay, that I'm a lot sorry. of your no, people I... <laughs> are going to be women playing yeah. and getting gifts for their husband if they even have a husband. Bear, um, bear, in, bear in mind, I came from the Ladies Diamond Poker I Club, know, so. I know. No, I was surprised. I'll tell you, I I think it would be great, and you could have tournaments with celebrities, with other poker players, bounty tournaments, all sorts of stuff, and I'm just waiting to be asked to participate in those tournaments when you get this place running. Sounds like a great thing, John. I'm eager to see you succeed and to talk about you when you're um, doing great. That sounds terrific, Ashley, and I appreciate it, and you will be there. Trust me. Okay, uh, listeners, that was John George, Vice President of Operations of Gold Strike Poker. We're going to be back after a brief break with the mailbag. Hi, listeners, this is Ashley Adams, and I'm looking to put together a House of Cards poker team to compete in team tournaments in New Hampshire. So I'm looking for players in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, who would be willing to be part of a House of Cards team to play in team tournaments. If you are interested, please contact us at info at houseofcardsradio.com. Info at houseofcardsradio.com. Hey, you serious about poker? Then winning 7-Card Stud by Ashley Adams is a must-have for stud players of all levels. In winning 7-Card Stud, the World Series of Poker Veteran takes you through a series of lessons and strategies designed to make you a better player in all phases of your game. The techniques of betting, what cards to play, how to read the other players, the art of bluffing, you'll learn to master them all. Winning 7-Card Stud by professional poker player Ashley Adams. Available at Amazon.com. Hi, listeners, this is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guests, strategy questions. They could be practical questions about where and how to find the game. Send your questions to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. We're very interested in them. And, of course, if they're particularly interesting, we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of Mailbag. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Well, I guess he couldn't be any worse than Tim McCarver is at sports casting. In my view, as good as the Yankees were in the first half of this game, that's how as bad they've been now.
Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards, and we're joined by my affable producer, Dave Weishattle. And you're, we're, you're back from the hinterlands of wherever you explored. I am, I am back from the hinterlands, yeah. and that's true. And uh, we get lots of questions. Everyone knows you travel a lot. So where did you go this time? Well, I took a week off from work, Okay, and uh, my wife and I actually... Uh, stayed on a Friday night where we're, we're always together on Friday night. She had to go down the next day to uh, pick up my daughter, Hannah, from college. So we stayed in Danbury, Connecticut for our Friday night. Uh, our Friday night, And then early Saturday morning, I drove to see my brother in Ithaca, New York, okay. where he's lived since he's gone to college in 76. He's been there now. It's uh, 34 years. And then I, I played poker a little bit west of Ithaca, actually quite a bit west on the way to Erie, in a place called Salamanca. Salamanca. I've actually heard of that. It's, uh, it, it's a poker room, or is it like attached to an actual casino? Or? Salamanca, I think, is the name of the town. Okay. And it's the place where the Seneca Indians have one of their many reservations in western New York, and they have set up a casino. Okay. Not a terribly fancy one, not not like Turning Stone, which is beautiful. Kind of a, I don't know, it's not bad, but it's not a fancy place. And they have a poker room oh. in addition to a casino. So I stopped there, and uh, the people there were somewhat hardened veteran poker players. In fact, as I entered, uh, I saw a guy leaving with a hat on, a poker hat. And I said, oh, are you coming from the poker room? And he said, yeah, nothing but a bunch of professionals. I said, what do you mean? He said, oh, all the bad players have busted out already. They're all, all the ones that are left are the good ones. <laughs> and I went back there, and I, I wouldn't say that he was exactly correct, but the level of play was a notch or two better than you might find in uh, a typical table at Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun where you have an infusion of new players all the time, and or at least young, wild players all the time. So I played there. Okay. And then uh, continuing on on the Saturday, I went all the way west through the rest of uh, New York, through a little piece of Pennsylvania, through a little piece of... No, a little piece of Pennsylvania to um, Ohio... Made well, a le- we're heard in Pennsylvania and Ohio now. So what piece? Well, what piece? Of well, actually, and Ohio? Mercer County. There you go. Hey. Uh, Mercer County, a northern part. Of, maybe it's north of Mercer County. I, I was born in Greenville, Pennsylvania. So WPIC is a station that mm-hmm. my mother and father probably listened to when I was uh, growing up as a little boy. Uh, but I went through there into West into Ohio. Made a left turn in Ohio. And then went down to the very northern tip of West Virginia, which has that arm that reaches up, that goes all the, mm-hmm. almost all the way up to Lake Erie. Well, and that northern tip is a place called Chester, West Virginia, where there is the Mountaineer Racetrack, now Mountaineer Casino, where they have a very nice poker room. I played poker there for about an hour and a half, two hours. They were not friendly to me. The The staff was friendly. I mean, they... You mean the locals? Uh, the guys that were sitting at the table were not friendly. They did not appreciate... <laughs> surprise, surprise. They did not appreciate all the questions that I asked, which I ask as a matter of course. You know, what's the rake? What's the betting? Blah, blah, blah. What's that? And they're like, who is this bozo? And I, I was very lucky there. I, okay. I won a large hand twice and then left. So I left up... Couple oh, real popular. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, they were happy to see there me go, go, but not happy to see me leave with their money. And then I drove south from there. There was still a few hours left. There was a bad snowstorm that we were on the fringe of there. This was the weekend of the big, big, big snowstorm oh, in okay, Washington, yeah. D.C., Baltimore, Philadelphia. So I drove south to Wheeling, West Virginia, okay. to the Wheeling Island Casino, which also had a very nice poker room. And uh, while I was playing poker, I met a guy who owns the Wheeling Inn, a okay. nice, slightly run-down downtown hotel. Um, I'm used to staying in, like, Super 8 motels, which are not very nice, but pretty all-standard and always clean and, and very neat. Is it more than $9 a night that you paid in This Vegas? was more than. A little this more? Was, this was actually sixty-eight ninety-nine. dollars 99 a Whoa, night. Hey, yeah, big, big spender. Big hey, spender. Oh. I thought he'd give like me a, a deal for breakfast kind of thing. Too, uh, they didn't have or, you know? any. No, they didn't even have the Super Eight uh, Continental wow, Special. Boy. But I stayed there and then got up early Sunday morning, drove down through the wonderful uh, state of West Virginia, wild, wonderful West Virginia, almost heaven, 
And I, I used to work in that part of the woods as a union organizer for okay. the clothing workers and then the hospital workers. So I was kind of an interesting time. I went back, it was like 30 years ago, and I was last there. But I ended up near Charleston in a little town called Nitro, N-I-T-R-O, which is now site to the Tri-State Casino. And they have a big uh, poker room. There were only two tables going when I arrived at about 11 a.m. Sunday morning. I now, heard, when you say big, how many tables? Do you um, think? I think they actually had close to 18 or 20 tables. Oh, okay. None of them were in use except for the two that were going. But then it was early in their gaming day. Okay. <laughs> uh, they opened at 11 a.m., I, I think, and I was there about 12, 12.30. I stayed for about an hour and a half. A um, couple of good players, a lot of bad players. I rocked around, didn't really get anything, lost 20 or 30 bucks, and then headed... So I now played in less than 24 hours uh, the three poker rooms in West Virginia. I had never played in West Virginia, so I got to add that to my list. There you go. And then I headed west through West Virginia and then all of Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, and then into southern Indiana. Had I more time, I would have played at the Argosy Casino up near Cincinnati, Ohio, on the Indiana border, or I would have played at the Horseshoe, formerly Caesars, uh, right over the border in Indiana, in Elizabeth, Indiana. But I didn't have time, so I visited my family instead. My Adams roots are in southern Indiana, where it was settled around 1820. By oh, okay. uh, the, we have the actual deed from the president at the time. <laughs> I'm sure this is all exciting to poker it's players. It's gripping, isn't it? All right, <laughs> gripping. So See, that's, that's why you're not popular in West Virginia. That's, <laughs> did you just start this story uh, with the guy next to you? That's or? right. So I drove south and stayed in Tennessee Sunday night. Okay. And then got up uh, Monday morning, saw family in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, drove back east, stopping in Atlanta at night to see a buddy of mine, stayed in a hotel outside of Atlanta. Then Tuesday, I drove through South Carolina, where I stopped to see a friend, and I stayed in North Carolina, in the western tip of North Carolina, in the Great Smoky Mountains, and they're called Great and Smoky because that's just what they are, at the Cherokee Casino, Harris Cherokee Casino, a huge complex nestled in the Smoky Mountains and played poker. Played poker, and I think we're going to have a yeah, guest I, on the show yeah, from when, there. When is the guest from the Cherokee, Doug? Next week, right? Or next week. Yeah, next week. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, for anybody that's in North Carolina, it's really the only game in town. There's no legal public poker room in the Carolinas, in Georgia, in Virginia, in Tennessee. Or in Kentucky. So really, in six states, it's the only place to play. They don't have, though, dealers, cards, and chips. They use the Poker Pro machines that are computerized dealing. It's uh, a random number card generator, um, but live players Mm -hmm. and uh, some very bad players and a lot more hands. Yes. The disadvantage is you don't have... have, a dealer to speed the game through, but you do have automated dealing, and you never have to tip. There so, cheapskate that I am. I won a little sit- single-table sat- uh, tournament, um, a few hundred bucks there, and then won a few hundred bucks playing live, and would love to go back. Uh, it's also, I mean, forget poker. It's a gorgeous part of the world. So then I finished up there, stayed overnight in a gorgeous room. The, uh, Harris comped me. I don't know if it's because of my play in other Harris rooms or because they knew I was affiliated <laughs> with House of Cards House of Radio. Cards. But they put me up for free, had a lovely, beautiful room, 10th floor, nice view of the whole mountain area. And then I drove home the next day and got a, a speeding ticket in Virginia, which is going to increase my insurance by $400 a year. Did you mention House of Cards to so the cop? Maybe he would have let you go at all? I he took he might out, have given you a bigger ticket. Well, when I took out my license, by mistake, I took out my business card that said House of Cards radio on it and gave that to him and he was not amused at all uh, but anyway so that that's my journey well, well, well let me ask you you hit a lot of states and uh i did i know you play poker everywhere you go that's true what is the poker you know situation like in indiana in alabama in okay well i can't answer- west virginia yeah west virginia has three legal rooms okay uh pennsylvania has no legal poker rooms, but they have a number of casinos that just legalize table games. Table games yep. And in three or four months, by June or so, 
they're supposed to have poker in all of these rooms in near Philadelphia, near Pittsburgh, central part of the state. And I am excited about going through Pennsylvania because you've got to understand. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I, I've recently come to an awareness about something. I want to have played poker in every state in the United States. So I started looking at my records to see how many states I've played in. And as of this weekend, I just played in Rhode Island. Uh, I've played in, I think it's now 34 states, which means I have 16 left. Um, there's no legal poker in Alabama. I have played there, though, in a home game. Oh, a home game. Home yeah, game. just to answer your question, there's no I legal mean, Is there po- a big call for Alabama to get poker, do you, you think? Is call there from big, whom? I mean, there are poker players in Alabama. There well, are a lot of them. There should be uh, you know, union <laughs> You're a union organizer. Well, you know, I, together. That's right. Um, but there's no legal poker. <laughs> the Riviera there. of the South. They do have poker, though, in a lot of the clubs. <laughs> the <laughs> We're going to get email from Alabama now. You know, Northeastern people like you and your brother Doug are really chauvinists. Well, well, hey, Alabama you know is a beautiful state. Well, They've I'm not got one to throw stones. Coastline. I'm from New Jersey. So, you know, anyone from Alabama, email me. And Alabama me your is best a New wonderful state. In fact,. And this sounds corny, but I have never been any place, not one place ever, that didn't have something significant to recommend it. Um, and I've been a lot of places that people say, oh, you don't want to go there. You don't. Not true. Every single place in the world that I've been to, there is something significant to recommend it. Uh, Alabama, I had wonderful Brunswick stew in, really? in Alabama. And I had great seafood in Tuscaloosa, which has... Uh, uh, great, great restaurants. Anyway, so my goal is to play in every state. And my next mission is probably to go to Michigan, which has casinos, uh, Greek town in Greek Detroit. Town. I've heard of Greek town. Uh, what, yeah. it, it's in Detroit, right? Yeah, in Detroit. So I'm going to go to Detroit. Uh, you can drive to Detroit from Boston, and only if you drive fast, you can do it in about 13 hours. So I think I might go on a weekend. You know, leave at 2 a.m. on a Saturday morning, get there at around 1 or 2. And then uh, play poker for a few hours and then come home. Sounds like a great way to spend a weekend. And uh, Delaware just has a public poker room. It's not um, an official public poker room, but I think it's a charity room and they're open three or four days a week. I can go down there uh, when I'm near Philadelphia. And then I have a Midwest trip planned to go through uh, some of the states out there that I haven't played in. Is there there one state you really, really want to play poker in? There is one. The... um, the star, the jewel of all of the places, the place that will be the most difficult to play that I am most eager to play in, but will probably play in last, is Hawaii. It's hard to get to for me, mm-hmm. and it's all gambling is illegal there, so I would have to work hard to find a game and then get to the game and play, but it would be there. Have you started trying to look for a home game? Over yeah, there? I actually have. I have, and I'm going to be reporting in future shows of my progress. I think that will do it for House of Cards and for the show. Listeners, I wish you well. Good night. Good luck. Tune in next week. Hi, listeners, this is Ashley Adams, and I'm looking to put together a House of Cards poker team to compete in team tournaments in New Hampshire. So I'm looking for players in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, who would be willing to be part of a House of Cards team to play in team tournaments. If you are interested, please contact us at info at houseofcardsradio.com. Info at houseofcardsradio.com. Hey, you serious about poker? Then winning 7-Card Stud by Ashley Adams is a must-have for stud players of all levels. In winning 7-Card Stud, the World Series of Poker Veteran takes you through a series of lessons and strategies designed to make you a better player in all phases of your game. The techniques of betting, the cards to play, how to read the other players, the art of bluffing, you'll learn to master them all. Winning 7-Card Stud by professional poker player Ashley Adams. Available at Amazon.com.
Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guests, strategy questions. They could be practical questions about where and how to find the game. Send your questions to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. We're very interested in them. And of course, if they are particularly interesting, we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of mailbag. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC Radio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.